Good evening, Michael. Good evening. We're learning Maseches Yevamos Daf Pei Bar Hashem. We're about ten lines down at the two dots on Pei Amid Aleph at uh, Rabbi Eliezer Omer Loki. And this, what it was talking about, um, if you look back at the Mishnah and Ayin Tesimut Beis, at the top of that page, there was a machlokas between Rabbi Akiva and Rabbi Eliezer. The Rabbi Eliezer was of the opinion that Srishama could do chalitza. So the Gemara here says, really, they can do chalitza? How can that be? Or Minhu, at the two dots on Pehmet Aleph, the Gemara says we have a brysa that doesn't seem to agree with the approach of Rabbi Eliezer. In regards to a Yavam who is Ben Esrim Shanavalo Hevishte Cyrus, let's say that a man, Ruvain, was married to Rachel, Ruvain died, and Shimon, who was the brother, he was starting to, to show Simone. Uh, he was starting to show Simanim that he was a Sris. How so? Because he was 20 years old. He had no, no pubic hairs at all. He can go into his family records and show his birth certificate, show his age. And then once we see how old he is and he's considered a Sris, because he's a Sris. And you can marry when you're a stress. That's not that you can't do evil. What about Bas Esrim Velohibiya a woman who is 20 years old and she did not, uh, she has yet to grow Shtay Cyrus. So Basil is crystal clear that when it comes to uh, someone who is 20 years old, we give people 20 years to verify that they're in fact a Sris. Uh, that if by the time they get to that age, we then verify that they're a Swiss, the halacha is that there's no chalitzer yibu. Ubeis shamai omrim, we're just about halfway down on Pam and Aleph. Ubeis shamai omrim zevezeb bnei shmonasra. He just disagrees with the threshold. Beis Hillel was of the opinion that the threshold for establishing someone as a Swiss is 20. Masha'in came the sheet of Beis shamai. Beis Hillel says 20. Beis shamai says 18. Rabbi Eliezer. Uh, he splits the, the shita as follows. Rabbi Eliezer Marzachar Kedir Beishelal at the age of twenty. By men we use twenty as the parameter. Unakeva Kedir Beishamai and women we follow like Beishamai, which is eighteen years. Beishaisham in Maheres Lavo Lifnei Haish. This should become a bumper sticker. Women mature more quickly than men do. Uh, and that is why we assume that a woman should have uh, reached the status of Sris. If she's going to be a Sris, it's going to be at 18. We assume that by 18 for a woman, that she's not going to go back to a state of fertility if she's still showing the signs of infertility. On the next Amud, on Payamud Bez, we're going to see a long brisa about the Simone Sris and Islandess. Um, some of them are very unique, as well. we'll see. Let's continue. Anyways, this is a kasha on the shita of Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer in our Mishnah says, and if you look back a third of the way down on Ayin Testament Beis, Rabbi Eliezer says, yeah, what does our Gemara say? That once you hit a certain age, you're done. It's about age. It's not about Rafua. So how can Rabbi Eliezer stand on his own two feet in our Mishnah and Ayin Testament Beis? The Gemara presents two answers. Answer number one, halfway down, Pei Aleph, Rami Bar Chazar Bo Rabbi Eliezer. He retracted. He retracted. We don't, we don't have the chronology of what came first, our Mishnah or this Brisa. So Ibayalahu Mahi Hadarbe, which one is the right Shita? We don't know. Is it our Mishnah where he says Khalitza still applies by Srishama? Or is it the Brisa where it seems to not be that way? Toshma, the Brisa, the Gemara answers with the Brisa de Tanya. Rabbi Eliezer Omer, Srishama, Cholitz, Vichotz, and Ishto, Shekane, Biminan Misrapin, Balachsandra Shomisrai. So um, that's what the Gemara says is. Um, is that we hold that Sris Chama is Cholitz V'cholitz and Ishto, just like our Mishnah, and the Brisa was an earlier, uh, an earlier Mari Makom and incorrect. <clears throat> Rabbi Elazar, 
Amar Leolam Lohadarbe. Rabbi Elazar is not Rabbi Eliezer. Rabbi Eliezer was the author of part of our Mishnah Ayin Tess. Rabbi Elazar, the Amora, says, Leolam Lohadarbe. Really, no, there's no stira between the Brisa and the Mishnah. He was not Hadarbe. Rabbi Eliezer did not retract the Brisa Shita to then write the Mishnah on Ayin Testament Bays. Rather, this Mishnah, this Brisa that we quoted over here at the two dots on Peyamad Aleph, this Brisa is teaching us the age at which Onshin kick in prior to which we would not have any onshin. And we'll discuss a machloka samurai about this in just a few lines. Uh, actually, in the, ne the next sugya, we'll discuss it. But really, there's no stira. In the Mishnah, and Ayin Testament Beis, Alacha is cholitz v'locholten. But, cholitz uh, But when it comes to onshin, that only applies by ages 18 and up. And itmar, two-thirds of the way down, achal chelev mi bein, shtem yom echad, ad ben shmona esrei. And then v'nol dubo simon isris. So what's the case? Ochal is a masculine word. However, if you look at the age in the Brisa, a person who is 12 years in one day. So Rashi, four lines before the wide line, says that the grammar is off. It's Mark Garcinan, it's referring to a female. It's not referring to a man. Why does it say Ochal? Don't know, but it's referring to a female. So let's look back inside. Isn't that what we call the Nara? Several hundred, whatever, several. Yes, but it says Ochal. It should be Ochla. Just saying basic Hebrew, itmar. No, I, I understand that. She's a Nara. That's what we're discussing. Well, in part, that's what we're discussing, as we'll see at the bottom of the page. But it's just a grammar problem. It's not a, a big problem. It's just the language is weird. It says, why doesn't it say ba? Right. So all of the, the seemingly normal rules of grammar fall away. And the Rashi says we're talking about a female, even though the grammar seems to be talking about a male. And then after the fact, so let's say she was 14 years old. She's between 12 and one day and 18 years old. And she ate chela, which is asr. And then only after that, um, so then she became a, a, a sris proper. And then she grew shtei saros. Oh, so what do we do now? She ate the chela. So do we say that really it were Megala now that because she has Shtesar, she was never an islandess, and therefore she's going to be Chayeves? We just didn't know she wasn't an islandess till now. Or do we say, no, we just look at that and like kind of flash in the pen, the moment in time when you ate it, we, we thought you were a Sris. So that's a Machlok mm -hmm. Amoraim. And Rav says, Rav Amar Nasa Sris Lamafreya. We are retroactive. What we see now with the Shtesaros is a Gilui Milsa Lamafreya. Now we know that we were wrong about you, that you were never a Sris. You ate Chelev, your Chayev on the Chelev. However, Ushmuel Amar Katan Hayab Osasha. No, you were a child at that time. Halachically speaking, you're a child until otherwise proven as an adult. And the Shtesaros makes you into an adult. Currently, you're a Sris. Oh, you grew Shtesaros when you're 16, 17 years old? Okay, well, whatever. But, but at the moment, you were a Ketanum. Here they are. That's why, that's again, that's, that's what, so yeah, it's just confusing. But the, the real evidence that we're talking about a girl is 12 years in one day, because that, that doesn't, that's a zero for a right, boy. You're a little child. Right. That's nothing. But for a girl, you're a Gdola. Oh, you're, you're a Nara. As when you're from 12 to six, from 12 and one day to 12 and six months, you're a Nara. So that's what the Gemara says. Maskif law Rav Yosef. Rav Yosef sees this machlokas between Rav and Shmuel, and he says, Le Rav, he says there's a problem. According to Rav, 
who holds that Nasa Sris Freya or Nasa Island is Freya. It's Megalamilsa now that when she grows the Shte Saros, that really she never was a Sris. And therefore, uh, according to Rav, we would go back and, and make sure she has a consequence. Then, if that's true, Island is the Reb Meir, Knas, then we're not going to get into the whole Sugi now. But in a case of a, a girl who is violated, the Chumash writes that a woman, uh, that the girl's father gets paid 50 shekel. But it only applies under certain circumstances. It only applies when she's a Na'ara. But according to Rav, she she should be a Nara at that time, because if retroactively we're saying she was never an islandess, that means that when she was 12 in one day, that she was actually a Nara. When we thought she was a Sris, then there's no Nara. She's always a Ktana. But now that we know when she's 18, whatever, however old she is, and now she says that she's grown two hairs, so that if that's the case, then she then she was a Nara. Then according to Rameir, there should be the 50 shekel fine if she was violated during that period of time. So No, the way we look at it is that even according to Rav, she goes from Katnus to Bagrus. And here's the flow of events. Up until the age of 12, a girl is considered a Katana. From 12 years in one day to 12 years and six months, she's considered a Nara. From 12 years and six months in one day, and to, for the rest of her life, she's considered a Bulgaris. So the din is that we really only have the halach of paying the 50 shekel when she's a Nara. And because, even according to Rav, even though he holds retroactively, we would look back and say, really, she was a healthy, normal child. We just She just was a late bloomer, so she had no shtei saros until she was older. But the mafreya, really, she was a Nara. We don't look at it that way. Even according to Rav, we would say she goes from Katnus and skips Naharus and goes straight to Bagos. Omar Lei, Rav Yosef, says to Abaye, that's a beautiful thing you just said. Kol ki hani amru mishamai, it looks like. It's not correct. So if you look in the Hagos Vitzionim, it changes mishamai to mishmi. And he's talking about himself. So Rav Yosef is talking now, all of these beautiful things that you just said, they're basically things that I said. Basically, I agree with you. Detanya, the Bryce arrives six lines from the bottom. Ein hasris nidon ki ben sore rumore. Asris is not judged like a ben sore rumore. He has to have pubic hair in order for him to be considered a ben sore rumore. So let's say that there was a case scenario where the boy is a late bloomer, but he did all the violations of a ben sore rumore, the tarte marshal basar, and the yain haitalki, he did whatever he did wrong. Perfectly wrong. However, he has uh, no zakan tachton, he has no pubic hair. So the din is it's a zero. That's not ben sora remor. You have to have all the stars aligned perfectly for someone to be killed as a ben sora remor. It doesn't apply to him. Vain islandist nidonis kenara mil rasa. And as well, an islandist, a woman, a girl who's infertile, she's not judged like a naraha mil rasa. Shemikadnusa yotas alabagar. Because she skipped, as we mentioned in answering up Rav, the way Abaye answered up the question on Rav is that when we are looking back, back retroactively, that now is a gdola. Now she shows Shesaros when she's 18 years old. Therefore, we see she never really was a Siris or never really was an islandess and maybe she was a Nara and the 50 shekels should be paid if she was violated. No, she's not. Because even according to Rab, we skip from Katnus to Bagra, <clears throat> skipping over Nara. Omar Rabbi Abou, Simone Sris, the islandess, Uben Shmona, Ein Osen Ben Maisach, Uben Esrim. When you see in a person, in a boy, that he is showing signs of being a Sris or of a girl that she's showing signs of being an islandess or a boy that's born in the eighth month of gestation, we don't do anything with them in regards to the issues that apply here, any issues that apply with Sris Islandis and Ben Shmona until they turn 20. Now, there was an assumption in the time of Chazal that a child could be born healthy in the seventh month and in the ninth month, but we assumed in the times of Chazal, and we'll see an explicit Marimakum in a moment, that a child born in the eighth month 
was not a viable child. So it says the Gemara, two lines from the bottom on Peyam and Aleph, Ben Shmon and Mikachai, Beotanya, the Bryce writes, Ben Shmon, Hareyu Ke'evin, Be'osir Letaltalo. If a child is born in the eighth month and then Shabbos happens, it happens every seven days, so then he's Osir Letaltalo, the child is Muktzah. It's an unbelievable idea. And the Gemara says wildly, that a woman is able to lean over her child. She can't pick up the child. She can lean over the child in order to nurse that child. No problem. Why? Who is the danger for? Is it for the child or is it for the mother? Says Rashi, both. Rashi that she shouldn't be engorged with milk, and then she'll lose her capacity to nurse, and then the baby could die. So it's a one concern that really applies to both people. So, anyways, the Gemara says that this child who's a ben ches, that he's born during the eighth month of gestation, he's considered muksa, which means that a, a ben ches is really not viable at all in birth. So then, how then does the Brisa include this case of ben shmona? Ben shmona is not viable. That's not a birth that's viable. So so every week she has to do this. Every mean every week? Yeah, until the baby proves himself. Yeah, correct. It's really the first four weeks. Once he hits 30 days, he's a bar kayama. We'll discuss that in the Gemara a little bit. The Gemara doesn't ask your question, but it, it will. Well, you'll see in a minute. You'll see. It says the Gemara, and how then do we explain why the case of Ben Shmona was included in the Mishnah of the Sarisan Islandess? I don't think it was a Mishnah, was it? No, it's a Brisa. So it says the Gemara, because Shigamru Simonov, it, it wasn't really an eighth month baby. It was a seventh month baby that stayed in the womb a little bit longer. I, what does that mean? What does that mean? It means that a seventh month baby, if you see a baby that's born at eight months and it has certain simonim, it means that it's a seven month baby. What does that mean? The Tanya, Ezu ben Shmona, Kolshet lo kalulo chadasha. It's someone doesn't, doesn't finish all of his months. Rebbe Omer Simanim Ochichen Alav Se'arovet Sipornav Shelo Gamru Taima Delo Gamru. The reason why he's not viable is because he didn't finish developing. Ha Gamru. If in fact he did finish developing, then high then Amrina and high bar Zainhu Vi'ishtahu Yehu the Ishtahi. Then we assume that he's a seven monther who just stayed in a little bit longer. So the Gemara says, really, there's a shita like that that. Uh, that a baby who is born in the eighth month, but with fingernails and hair, he's considered a seven month, seventh monther. And we're only concerned about an eighth month baby when he has no fingernails and developed hair. That's what the Gemara seems to say. We should highlight right now that this is a das yachid. The Rabbanan don't agree with him because uh, the Rabbanan said it's just about kalu lo chadashav. That was the beginning of the bride. Look at the calendar. When was he born? Yes or no? But Rebbe gives a, is a, is a das yachid. He says He's a das yachid. That brings up a kasha. A woman's husband went out of town. And she had a baby 12 months after he left. Now, I am no mathematician, but the if a woman is giving birth 12 months after her husband has left town, and she was bright. Uh, so how could it be that this child was treated as her child? How is that possible? Says the Gemara, Kiman, it must be that Rava Tosfa, who, who said that this baby with a 12-month gestational period was a kosher, it must be Kirebi, the Amar Mishtahe, who says that a baby can stay longer than he normally would. But he can't say that. Why not? Because it's the Tanakama against Rebbe and Yachid Barabi You can't paskin like Rebbe. Rebbe Shita is a Das Yachid. This also seemingly ignores the impossibility of a woman being pregnant for 12 months. I don't know what the maximum is. I have a feeling it's less than 12 months. I could be wrong because the world is a crazy place. But 
to not assume that there's nus here. That goes against every basic piece of biology that we know. And even Svara, our own instincts right on the spot, that's nus. She cheated. Three months in, she got pregnant from somebody else. That, that's the, you should assume that. That would be normal. Says the Gemara, no, that maybe Ravatosva Paskins like Rebbe, but how can you do that? It's a Dasyach. It says the Gemara, uses this principle of delayed birth. Therefore, Kirabim Avad, it's therefore that really there's two Shitas, there's Rebbe and Ribshim Ben Gamliel, and therefore Ravatosva. Tosva uh, does allow for this woman to assume that the child belongs to the initial husband, even though it has been 12 months instead of the normal night. Detanya, what was the case of Rabbi Shimon ben Gamliel? That once a child is born and he lives 30 days, so then he's no longer a nafel. But really what that means is that he was a seven-month baby who stayed an extra month. That's what it means. It doesn't mean that he's an eighth-monther that lived. It's not possible. Eighth-monthers don't live. What it is, it's a, seventh, a seventh-monther who was developed and then stayed an extra 30 days in utero. The haraya that he had fingernails and hair. That's how we know it's a seventh-monther. But when an eighth-month baby is born and he's not going to live, he doesn't have hair and nails. So it has to be a seventh-monther who stayed extra. That shows us that Rashbag holds of this idea of shaha, that the child waited an extra 30 days, which means that Rebbe is not standing alone. It's not a das yachid anymore. Rebbe holds it. And that's why Rebbe Tosva held like Rebbe. And Rebbe is also like Rashbag. They both hold of Shihui, that you can wait an extra period of time in utero, and therefore all is well and good. This brisa coming up is a very straightforward and simple brisa. We'll read it pretty quickly. Tanu Rabbanon, a third of the way down on Peim Beis. Ezu Srischama, how do we determine what a Srischama is? Kol Shu Ben Esrim Vluhevi Shtesaro, someone who's 20 who doesn't have pubic hair. Vafilu Hevi Laachar Mikan Hareu Kisris Lecholdvar. If he shows hair finally at age 22, doesn't matter. He's a Sris Lecholdvar. Ve'elu Hain Simanov. These are the signs of a Srischama. Kol She'en Lo Zakan. He doesn't have a beard, and uh, whatever hair he has is very light. And his skin is super smooth. Rashi here highlights a third of the way down, almost halfway down. Machlik, Rashi says, Chalak kibasar isha. Derech basar ish liyos seir, to be more hairy. And uh, for uh, the average woman, she typically is a little bit more. Uh, a little bit less hairy. Literally, the word resichos means to boil, but what it means is that when a person urinates, it doesn't create bubbles in the water, just like when there's boiling, there's what there's bubbles. So when a person urinates, there's no resichos. Like we saw the other day, that we don't, uh, that when a person urinates and their urine stream doesn't form a uh, uh, an arc in its shape, so then the person's a srischama. If a person's zera, uh, the semen is particularly thin. That if urine after due time doesn't smell bad, so that is also a simen. Um, and uh, fascinating. Anyone who washes themselves in the rainy season and there's no steam coming off of their body in the shower. If you have a person who has a very high register of their voice, and when you close your eyes, you don't know if they're male or female. So then, the, 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 these are all the simanim of Srischama uh, that the Gemara says. Which ones are halachalamai? So you got to look through all of them. They see, a lot of them seem to be quoted in the Rambam. A little bit more than halfway down, four lines before the wide lines. Ve'ezohi islandness. How do we determine when a woman is infertile? If a woman is 20 years old and she has no hair whatsoever on her body, even if she grows it afterwards, she's a sris. What about alopecia? What about someone who, okay, these, uh, is that sris? 
can't imagine it's serious. I know people who have alopecia and they have large families. I don't, but what would the Gemara have done? What would someone with alopecia have had back in the day? I mean, the person, I know someone who doesn't have one hair follicle on their whole body. I'm talking about the way the, the, the Gemara says No, but it's talking about Zakan Tachton. Right. So the fact right. that you have no hair whatsoever on your head, it's so anywhere. something else. I'm talking about on his whole body. He's alopecia. You're, right. you're, you're, not, you're, agree, you're agreeing to the question. I'm, I'm saying, yeah, yeah alopecia. I would assume alopecia on his whole body. Yeah, I would assume that that's not called that you didn't get a Zakan Tachton. Why? You don't have any hair. There's no hair. Exactly. There's no hair. It's not. No, but if you don't no, have but it's not connected to, to being a Sreece or an island. You're saying because he has no hair on his, anywhere else on anywhere. his body. I wonder. Yeah, could be. It, it's right. an indication that it's something, that it could be something else. Well, you have a medical head from modern culture. I'm curious what they would have done back in the day. They would have said, the boy would have said, I have no hair anywhere on my body. And I could easily see them saying from the Gemara, well, you're a Sreece. I don't know. I'm, not, I'm just conjecturing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know. There's someone my age who has alopecia areata, not one follicle of hair, raising a beautiful family. Yeah, so. I can't imagine he's a Swiss. He's in a from a from family. Like it's just a, it's hard to believe. But alopecia that we know today, right? Today. It's all the hair on the body. Right. It's not just well, we're going to see in a few minutes, there's a machlokas. Do only some of these conditions apply or do all of them apply? So that would solve that. That would solve that problem. Correct, correct, correct. Beilohein Simoneha. Here are some of the signs of a woman who's an islandess. More, more practical. Yeah. So that's the thing for Bella for some reason that can most you for a mitzvah or ISA, right? You would never dream that a person with alopecia. Could you say that again? Sorry, say what was that? Shea Cyrus is oh, a yeah. simon for a god. Oh, oh, oh mitzvah yeah. you for a mitzvah or ISA, right? You never dream of questioning. You know, think something's alopecia, but they can make it for you on Friday night. That has that never entered your mind. It would enter my mind. What? Because of Shay Cyrus. <laughs> it would enter my mind. I would have said, well, Shay Cyrus. I don't know exactly what you do. I, know. I remember there was a boy, there was a there was a guy a year older than me who had just turned 13 and he wanted to learn partial something. So they said, we have to see that you're a man. Because he had alopecia. No, no. So he just wanted to lane. He was a regular uh, kid. He wanted to lane, but they said stay Saros. We have to make sure you have stay Saros. And you're, sorry, sorry. And, and without stay right. Saros, you have no Namonis as a godel. They had to physically right. check. Right, right, right. So uh, whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I, I you're, I'm sure I'm wrong. I'm just, I'm just, just like from the pashtas of the Gemara. Like I hope, I hope, I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. From the pashtas of the Gemara, it seems that there are these metrics that we look at that are objective. They don't seem to care about the circumstances. In regards to a woman called Shein Ladadim, a woman who doesn't have breasts, she's not developed. Umiskashi Bishas Tashmish and Tashmish Amita is very uncomfortable for her. We had this Shaila. This came up once in, in NCSY. There was a girl who wanted to be a boy. She was very underdeveloped and she wore a compression sleeve around her chest. She dressed in button down shirts. She sat on the boy's side. She's a girl. The, the male advisors did not know arm in arm during dancing in Havdala. We, the, Pashid had no clue. Had no clue. Unbelievable. Okay. Huh? Until. Oh, until I called an emergency meeting with all of the staff in the kitchen on one of our Shabbatones to let them know because they were in the middle of Havdalah and there were an, an, male advisors on each side of her with their arms exactly. There was this Givaldic, this Ruchnius, Isser Dereisa, you know, Isser Dereisa is strong, but it's Ruchnius, it's just not right. And it's not fair to the, to the, to the, to the staff. It's not fair. It's not fair. You waited till Havdalah It was the first time. <laughs> it's very good. It's a very good. I mean, it wasn't my responsibility, but I noticed it on that night, but somebody should have told them. Where do they sleep? We slept them in isolation, whoever was in charge, because that would, if you can't sleep with the boys, you're a girl. You can't sleep with the girls because you think like a boy. So, like, it's very. 
Anyways, in this particular case, it's a simon of islandness. If she has no dadim and if miskasha b'shas tashmish, tashmish is very painful. So those are simanim. Women, the Gemara says, have a little bit of a tummy right above the pubic area. And the Gemara says if a woman is lacking that, I see that seems to be an accolade in the modern times to have that, those washboard abs. The Gemara says it's a simon isha to have shipule me'ayim. That's what the Gemara says. Omer, call Shekola Avif, woman has a very thick voice, and you can't tell. You can't tell if her voice is male or female. Itmar, Simone Sris, Ravuna Amar, Achihu Kulam. Ravuna says we need all of these um, boxes to be checked, not just some of them. All of the boxes need to be checked in order to be a Sris or an islandist. Rav Yochanan Amar, Afilu Be'echad Mehem. So if we paskin like Rav Yochanan, and based on the Rambam's notation, it seems that way, so then I might be right. I, I hope I'm wrong, but I might be right that you could have a case where even one of these features show up. If you have some a woman who's very underdeveloped, she's a Sris. If you have a woman who's as painful Tashmish Amita, but it's fully developed, she's a Sris. <laughs> that's why it's wild it's just a wild thing it's wild it's wild anyways the gemara qualifies the machlokas a little bit seven eight lines from the bottom if a woman has saros, then she needs to be counter indicated with all of the other ones in order to make her into a sris really the machlokas of huna and of yochanan is where there isn't saros, and that means that if we pass in like Rabbi Yochanan, if she has no shtei saros in any other one feature, then she's a sris, which is a wild conclusion of the Gemara. Rav Nachman was known to not have shtei saros. He was known to not have pubic hair. And he was uh, an otherwise eligible bachelor, but they wanted to make sure he wasn't a sris. So And if in fact, when he's in the, in the bathhouse, we see the steam coming off of him, which was one of the simanim of being a sris and the mosagshanim. But if they see that water's coming off of his body, then then I know he's not a sris and therefore I'm going to give him my daughter to marry. Okay. Kiman, who does that seem to be like? Kiravuna, that seems to be like the Shita Ravuna. Lo, it's not. It's Rav Nachman, Sikhi, Dikna Habile. Really, he had some stubble. He had, did have some hair on his body. It just wasn't as pronounced as with other people. Fine. Four lines from the bottom, quoting from our Mishnah from Ayan Testament Bays. Asris lacholitz vlomiyabim vachin islandis. Katani sris doma da islandis. That a sris is similar to an islandis in the following way. My islandis bide shamayim, asris bide shamayim that uh, we, we determine the status of an islandess and a sris in the same way that it has to be Bidei Shammai. The stomach Rebbe Akiva, and also a stam Mishnah in this case is like Rabbi Akiva, the Amar, Bidei Adam in Bidei Shamaim Lo, is that uh, Bidei Adam, when, when the injury is from, not the injury, when the scenario of a sris is Bidei Adam, then in, then there is Chalitza, and Bidei Shamaim when it's from Shamaim Lo, there is no Chalitza, and that's the same Yisod. What does that mean? It means that when it's from Shamayim, your mamish is sris, and therefore there's no yibum chalitza by you. It's not shayach by you. So Rabbi Akiva has verified this opinion based on the Stam Mishnah. Two lines from the bottom, asris but if there was tash v'shamita between the sris and the yivama, it would pasal her. Because he, the yivama, had tash v'shamita with her. But what if she slept with someone else, a regular guy? Says the Gemara, lo, then maybe the halacha would be different. And lema tehave tapa pe'alav amaralev. Lema tehave tiyuvta de Rav Hamnuna. Maybe this should reject the sheet of Rav Hamnuna de Amar 
Shomeris Yavam Shizinsa Psula Liyavama, that a Shomeris Yavam who has Tashmish Amita is only Psula with a Yavam. No, that's not correct. Lo, if she sleeps with anyone, she'd be considered problematic. Lo, who adina filu la'achar nami, that she'd be Psula. Ba'idi de tana resha bidida, tana nami seifu bidide, excuse me, tani nama seifu bidide, it was only speaking from the context of the Yavam. And that's why we were referring to the Yavam, but it wasn't meant to the exclusion of her sleeping with someone else, which would make her into a Psula. That they did have Tash Meshamita, that would have been the psul for her. This is talking about a different case, so the halachos will be different. The previous case was with the Yavama, and this is talking about an islandess. So, in regards to the islandess, Taima de Be'aluha, they should, she'd become Tmea when they, when, if they sleep with her. Halo Be'aluha lo, Keman, who's that like? It's the Loka Rebbe Yehuda, because Rebbe Yehuda says that it doesn't matter who you sleep with because you're an islandist. The Loka Rebbe Yehuda, the Rebbe Yehuda, Ha'amar, islandist, Zona. We would therefore see that the islandist is going to be a Zona. Fine. So these are various halachas. We just concluded that last Mishnah. Let's start the next Mishnah. We're going to go until about 10 lines from the bottom of the page. And we'll stop in the midst of a machlokas Rav Yochanan Reish Lakish, and then we'll, uh, we'll we'll call it a day. It says the Gemara and the Gemara in a new Mishnah. Pay Aleph and Aleph eight lines down. Srischama Kohen Shanosabas Yisrael Machil Betruma. If you have a Srischama who's a Kohen and he marries a Jewish Jewish girl, she's allowed to eat Truma, implying that the marriage is Chal. Rabbi Yosi, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Mandroganis Kohen Shanosabas Yisrael Machil Betruma saying that an Androganis can marry a woman even though he has both anatomies and Machil Betruma. If there's a tumtum where there's a layer of skin covering over the genitalia, and we don't know what gender this person is, and then their nikra, the skin is torn, there's no din of chalitza by him because he's considered a sris. Androgynous no se, aval lo nisa. An androgynous can marry a woman, but he cannot have a man marry him. He cannot be proposed to. Meaning we treat an androgynous like a man. We treat him like a Zachar status. It's interesting, I've got into the Rishonim and maybe in the Gemara, why that's the case in androgynous. Why is he male? Why is he any more male than he is female? Okay, so the Gemara says in regards to the first case that a Sris Chamakoin who marries a Bas Yisrael that she's allowed to eat Truma, says the Gemara Pshita. Uh, no, not so simple. Only if the husband is fertile and she's able to therefore have children can she eat truma. That's not true. As long as she's married to a Kohen, even though he's a Sris Chama, the halacha is that she is still eligible for truma. The Mishnah had said, uh, yeah, Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Shimon, Omer, Androganis, what did they say in our Mishnah? They said that an Androganis Kohen uh, who marries a Yisrael is also Machila Truma. The Gemara says, Amoresh Lakish, Machila Betruma. Yes, that's correct. However, Vein Machila Bechaz of Ashok. They're not allowed to eat certain parts of the Shlamim, the Chaz and the Shok. They're ineligible. Rav Yochanan Amar Af Machila Bechaz of Ashok. And now we're going to learn the sheet of Reish Lakish and then we'll stop and we'll pick up with Rav Yochanan tomorrow. Well, the Reish Lakish. Once you're letting them eat truma, which is deoraisa, you should also let them eat the chaz of ashok, which is deoraisa. Why, Reish Lakish, did you choose to distinguish, to draw the line between truma, which this woman is allowed to eat, and chaz of ashok, which she's not? Oh, we're only talking about a case where it's truma bizman without a base of mikdash. So then it's only derabanu. Says the Gemara, lo, you would say that they're not allowed to eat truma. If that's true, instead of teaching that she should not eat the chazavashok, you should have made your distinction within our Mishnah itself to say as follows. 
When is it that Reish Lakish would say that they're allowed to eat Shuma but Shuma de Rabbanon? But had it been that Shuma was a Del Raisa status, we would not allow it, says the Gemara. We are saying that. That is what we're saying. When she's allowed to eat food because of him, and when it is the time of the Chaz of Ashok and there's a base of Mikdash, then Reish Lakish would agree that there is zero access to this woman for Chuma de and Chazavashok. Why? Because Dilma Asila Ochla, but Chuma do Raisa. Because she may then come to make an error about Chuma do Raisa. We're going to stop right here at Virav Yochanan, about eight lines from the bottom of Pe Aleph, Amud Aleph. The next Amud will go quickly. The blood on Shabbos, Yemir Tashem, uh, doesn't appear to be terribly long. And uh, we will pick up then. Wishing you all a beautiful night. Um,